Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm not Nick Rollner. I am Levi at Levi D. Zindelon. <laughs> You're not making curry? I'm not making curry right now. And I'm Tommy. And there is a backstory to that. At Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter, and that was a hashtag ice cold gimmick. Very nice. Ice cold gimmick. I worked my ass off today lifting weights, so I'm treating myself. Oh, very nice. I was going to do it after work, but I'm like kind of drained, so I'm I'm just going to do it in the morning. That's when I'm supposed to work out anyways, because... You know, well, I didn't have it's good to work out else in the going on. We didn't have a show today, this morning. We were going to do this this morning, and Levi had some shit going on at work, and so I had nothing better to do, so I basically some just ish, worked out all day. Some ish? Ish? Hit that vape gimmick, boy. As you, as you fire up your uh, SIG gimmick, I fired up my vape gimmick. So this is... This is so so we don't bore them at first when we do the the Nick Rollner story. <laughs> this is the WrestleMania 18 review, aka WrestleMania X8. You're putting him on so, blast, dude. I was I wasn't gonna say his name. I was just gonna I was just no. gonna shoot on it. But I mean, fuck it. I guess we he deleted his Twitter account anyway. So fuck him. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So it's like. Whatever. I don't even I don't know. He's making curry. All right. So here's the thing, guys. We love our fans. Like, if you've listened to two seconds of our show, we love you. Yeah. However, if you are sexually attracted to our voices, we don't need to know about <laughs> it. Male or female. Like Do you like the woman or do you like the man? Do you marry the <laughs> do you marry the man or the woman? Okay, so oh my we god, we our first like creeper fan today. Well, kind of second, kind of second. Well, no, for us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for, for us. us as podcasters, <laughs> not as podcasters doing an interview with a wrestler who just happens to be an attractive woman. Yeah, and have to fight off creeps for that. That I can fight off and not feel nasty about it. I just feel dirty and gross right now. About the whole, uh, this guy. Yeah. Like, hey, so. I, I'm all for gay rights. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, no issues. I have a lot of gay friends. Like, no issues whatsoever. But if you are attracted to my voice and you like to get off to it, I don't want to hear about it. Did he say that? He didn't say who it was particularly, but. 
He said he liked our voices. No, but I mean, obviously it was. What else would it be? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the messages are just a little too much, man. Everything was the the John Cena, the Kane, (laughs) the Brit, the British. What was it? The British beef, British the beef man. British the beef. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the British bulldog. Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Curry Man all rolled into <laughs> Yeah, so it was – the gist of it is this guy started messaging the Twitter account, and, and Tommy, I guess, kind of jumped in and started handling it. And then he texts me, and he's like, oh, we got another weirdo. And I'm like, oh, great. So I looked at the messages, and I was like, okay, this dude's definitely different. And I thought maybe – I thought maybe he just had some broken English. Yeah. The things he said. <laughs> and then I started, it just was, I don't know. Anyways, let's get to the review. Cause this is the, I like, I, I wanted to go on record and say, I know last time we did uh, the WrestleMania review, we did 17. Mm-hmm. I said, that's my favorite WrestleMania, but man, here's the thing. 18 is, it might be my favorite. It's WrestleMania. Damn good, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's just, and I remember this WrestleMania, I think I was so hyped about this one because of the matches on it and because obviously, you know, the main event, The Rock and Hogan, but. Well, not I would, the main event, like the semi, yeah, semi-main of, event, yeah, because there was semi-main. the women's title in between, yeah, which was kind of weird. It, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I gotta say, this is probably. If I could put 17 in number two and put X8 as my favorite, because I just, and, and this is one of my favorite, I think probably my favorite WrestleMania stage set, too. Oh, I love the I show. love the stage. Yeah. So, anywho. Do you, have, yeah. do you have notes? Do you have the match list? Or do I need to? I have, I have the match list. I don't have, I have mental notes. I took a few, but uh, none that were too. You know, I mean, too my actual like watching because I wa- I rewatched it today because my internet was shit yesterday because of all the rain and everything. And as yeah. you guys know, I have satellite internet, like I say all the time on the show. There's the other time. Huh? So if it rains like really hard, like I have like zero internet. So I had to watch it on my phone thanks to Verizon LTE unlimited data. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched the entire worked out perfectly because when i started watching it to the time it ended my kids started to get home from school so it timed perfectly <clears throat> hit that baby gimmick boy what was it i say it was uh i think it was like three hours and 40 something minutes yeah, it was right under four hours i mean at this time this was probably the longest wrestlemania well and it had a uh, 11 matches on the main card it had the heat match um so yeah. it did have 11 matches on the main card and the thing about all the matches, some of them were short, but they were even like uh, the three minute hardcore match. It was good. <laughs> all the matches are good. Yeah, man. they were all good. That's the thing. That's why. And, and it. Another thing I loved about this WrestleMania, and that's kind of why it puts it in the top spot on my list of WrestleManias, is the whole card had. It was just covered with talent, dude. Every match had talent. You know, at least at least so like a. At least one star in every yeah, like, match. Yeah, exactly. Like a name, you know. <clears throat> but I think they. you look at the list, and if you're a wrestling fan, everybody on this card, you know. Yeah. Except All right, for Maven. So, WrestleMania. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew it was coming. 
I like so Maven. WrestleMania 18 uh, tagline was the one and only. It Ooh. was St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2002. There oh, was, it was St. Patty's Day, huh? Yeah, when I went back to like write all the deets down on uh, from Wikipedia, I was like, holy yeah. shit, it was St. Patty's Day. Uh, there were 68,237 people in the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, uh, it is... opens up with Sunday Night Heat. There was one match that lasted three minutes and six seconds. Yeah. Mr. Perfect, Lance Storm, and Test faced Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati, and Albert with Jacqueline. Yes. Oh my god! So you know, a while back we were talking about the pay per views that we watch on scrambled channels, and this one is—I think I mentioned it actually the last time we talked about it. This one is my most profound memory of a pay per view on a scrambled channel. So mine because... was two thousand. Yours is eighteen. Well, I, remember, I know. I, I, I know. I watched two thousand. Yeah, I know. I watched two thousand on a scrambled, but this one is the one that I was like. Uh, yeah, it was it, 2000 in this one, but this one I had to because of The Rock and Hogan. But yes, anyways. This was actually probably, this was the first WrestleMania I ever bought with my own money. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I was you, fi- like 16? I, I was 15 going yeah. on 16, but I already, I started working when I was 14. I got my first job on my 14th birthday, so. I shit my pants on my 13th birthday. <laughs> it's not a party if you don't shit your pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, got a frog in my throat. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, pal. Rikishi, uh, got the win for his team by hitting Mr. Perfect with the bonsai drop. Aye, aye, aye. So we get Mr. Perfect back for a small amount of time before he passes away. And oh, God rest is, his soul, man. What a great this wrestler. Is, this is what they do to him. I mean, yeah. he had that awesome fucking spot in the rumble like i actually i remember watching that rumble and thinking shit perfect might actually win this and here's the thing he comes back in 2002 or late 01 2002 whatever it was and he don't look like he he didn't look like he aged a fucking year from the last time he was in wwf he's still doing the gum bit and the towel and yeah he don't look like he aged a fucking year dude you got that like turquoise uh, singlet on the turquoise. Love the tights. Oh yeah. my god, dude! Mr. Turk Perfect Hank, was great. He was man. the shit, man. And I'm and I'm bummed still to this day about Curtis Axel because you know why? Because he's just as good, if not just a little under his father, and they don't fucking use him properly. They gave him that IC belt run a couple years back, and then what? Now he's in the Miztourage. Like, yep. Come on. Well, and we we've mentioned it before on the show. <laughs> <clears throat> He beat, I mean, he beat fucking Triple H. Yeah, yeah, Clean. and a good match. And, and a great match. And it was a good fucking match. Yep. I mean, it's, oh. You know, too bad he wasn't around for, uh, what was that faction again? Uh, Legacy. Yeah. Too bad he wasn't yeah, yeah, in Legacy, yeah, yeah. man. That would have been the perfect four-man yeah, faction. Yeah, Randy, Cody, uh, DiBiase Jr., and Curtis Axel. Joe Henning. Yeah, I mean, man. Anyways, yeah, that was the heat match, so. 
The show opened with uh, saliva, right? They didn't do the national anthem. They did no. the saliva. They did the saliva. Superstar. Make me a superstar. And baby Tommy came in at the end when they were doing like the highlight package. Yeah. Like right after it ended. And he's like, why does he keep saying superstar? <laughs> and then he started singing the song. Make me a superstar. Yeah, was saliva. saliva was kind of their go-to band in O2. So on the on this WrestleMania card, you see not one but two different like alternative heavy metal rock bands. Yep. You get Saliva, and then later on you get Drowning Pool. And they did. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to it. I just wanted to mention, yeah, because Vince is a huge Kid Rock fan. Yeah. And, I mean, if you've read anything online about Vince and his taste in music, he likes basically he likes two two bands or two people. He likes Kid Rock and he likes ACDC. That's basically it. Ugh. Which I can get on board with the ACDC thing, but mm. Kid Rock, Kid Rock just couldn't find his identity, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you start off as like this, like hip hop. Like borderline, like hard rock, and then he goes into hard rock, and now he's just like strictly country. Well, and back and when he came out, there was the genre was new metal and new rock, and it was spelled N U. And I think he was considered new rock because it had that that kind of rap sound to it. And... Yeah, he he definitely wasn't new metal. He no, was never metal. No, because he sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, WrestleMania anyway. X eight. I liked. I liked the X seven and X eight thing too. Yeah, I like the X. Yeah, DX. I think. Um. So we open with a great opener. William Regal defends the Intercontinental Championship against Rob Van Dam. And yes, I'm doing the thumbs inward. And no. here's the thing. Once again, it's a, it like I mentioned earlier is the matches on the show were short, but this is a six minute nineteen second match, and it was a fucking great opener. Yeah, and didn't Regal uh, face Jericho in the opener of X Seven? Yeah. Yep. So two openers in a row, and I think that one and was like nine for minutes. For people or something. who aren't in the know or aren't quote unquote marks like we are, <laughs> but if if you're listening to this show, chances are you're a fucking mark. Um, to get the opener at WrestleMania is just as good as headlining. Yeah, because you're the one who's going to go out there. You're the guys who are going to go out there and get the crowd. Yeah, you're, you're going to tear the house down to get them pumped up. Yep. And that's exactly what happened in this match. In six minutes. Six minutes. And Rob Van Dam wins the Intercontinental Championship yep. with the five-star frog splash. But... The whole thing, like, kind of leading into this was Regal with the brass knucks. Yeah. And he tries to pull him off, pull him out, like, right off the bat. He does it twice, and Van Dam kicks him away, like, both times. <laughs> but it was a great match. I loved it. Regal is so fucking underrated, it's not even funny. Yeah, he was a guy I wanted to see in the ring a lot more. He was the type of dude that, like, if the mid-card belt was on him, it was in the right place, you know. I, I got to see him live one time, but it was when he was in WCW. And he Sir was the, William Regal? Or Sir Lord, uh Lord Steven Regal. Yeah, yeah. And he Lord and Steven. he was the he was the T V champ at the time and it was cool as fuck because everybody hated him. 
Yeah. And he faced off against Alex Wright. Oh, he was another one of those dudes that was just an amazing heel, man. Yeah. But everybody fucking hated him. And even as, like, a kid, it was one of my first wrestling events that I went to live. And I was just, like, cheering the fuck out of him because I thought he was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, Rob Van, Dam wins the, Rob Van Dam wins the Intercontinental title to open up the show in six minutes. And they had a badass match. And then, let me flip through here. DDP we and Christian. Christian backstage. Yeah. He oh, goes yeah. Off. He goes off about, uh, uh, they call DDP his mentor. Because he was trying to keep him from losing his temper, I think, around this time. Yeah, it, w- it was a weird time. Christian was away from Edge. Um, I think this was the first time they separated them, right? Uh yeah, it was right after the after the alliance thing happened. They got separated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> basically, going into it, it's Dime Dallas Page is the European champion, which is just fucking still blows my mind that that's all DDP did in WWE. Or well, it was still WWE WWF for At like two point, months. Yeah, but he was the European champion, which I love that belt. But let's face it, Dime Dallas Page is way fucking better than European status. You know, and the European belt, actually, this is uh, a few months prior to the death of the European belt, actually. I think they got yeah. rid of it in the summer. But that belt was kind of, it was kind of like that mid-card belt just to give somebody a belt. It, well, you know what? Back then, the European belt was the TV belt, basically. Well, yeah, and I mean, Shawn Michaels having it. Going into Hell in the Cell at Bad Blood kind of yeah. gave it that main event rub. Yeah, exactly. But then as soon as he laid down for Triple H to win it, it kind of like kind of took a shit on it. Yeah, it killed a little bit of that steam it picked up from that. And it was just, uh, who was it? Bulldog was the first European champ? Yeah, Bulldog won it one night only in That's right. Manchester or London. Uh, I think it was, yeah. 97. Um, we're talking Sean about too. Won it. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just trying to like give like the backstory of it. I'm um, sorry, I apologize. Don't you ever apologize to me? <laughs> you helped me make the curry. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways, so six minutes and eight seconds is all they give this match. Once again, good match. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page, his first. Of only two WrestleMania appearances. The last one was in Dallas when he was in the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah. It's a shame he didn't. But, you know, he was a WCW guy. So, I get well, it. And, but... I mean, he had the injuries. This is pre-DDP yoga. This is... Well, and DDP was, like, what, 42 or something yeah, at this at time? The, he was, this he's point, an older he, guy. Yeah, he was getting older. But, he, I mean, he got the win. <laughs> he won via the diamond cutter. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Uh, Gotta love DDP. And then Christian yeah. loses his temper at the end. He's like, you did a good job. You didn't lose your temper. And then he starts throwing the little tantrum, and JR says, why don't you get him a diaper? Get him a bottle <laughs> and a diaper. By God, that boy needs a diaper and a, <laughs> a, a bottle and a diaper change. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good match. I liked it. I like seeing DDP. Any match DDP's in is, to me, that's, that's a good Yo, match, no matter what. Me. It's me. It's DDP. All right. So another thing is, it, was that his WWE? 
WWF song, or is that a weird dub that they put on it? No, that was his WWF song. Okay. He he was still in that smiley gimmick thing here. Yeah, that weird. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I loved it. Because I thought he had uh, a different WWE song, but that's right. He did have a weird one. Because if you, I think Taker's song was a weird dub during some certain times on the network because they didn't have rights to, I don't know. Yeah, and they keep going back and forth, so I don't know if they're getting like, copyright shit figured out or what yeah like now taker has roland and american badass and on some and edge hat like on this one edge had uh never gonna stop rob zombie because there's that there's a few matches takers in and it's like it just goes like that's all the song is and that's like jericho and wcw they just play break the walls yeah that's a little upsetting too so, anyways, so DDP defeats Christian to retain the European Championship, and then we get—is uh, this where the Rock's backstage? Yes, and he has uh, Coach say his prayers. I and believe that's right here. And take his. Yep, that's right. And that was another thing about this WrestleMania, real quick, since we're talking about a backstage thing. This one had plenty of matches. And it was, it was a, excuse me, it was a WrestleMania. It didn't have a ton of, of talking and backstage bullshit. It just had, it had just enough. But you get that classic rock and coach. Yes, yes, because that was always good because he's always mean, fucking with coach. And rock, <laughs> and rock was always, I mean, he was always giving shit. And it was just, it was great every time. Yep, yep. Never forget when he made him do the Charleston. <laughs> Like, if Rock comes back to do one thing this year, I hope he does something with Coach. Yeah, yeah. I think now that their coach is there, I think they would definitely, they would partake in that, so. But, yeah, anyways, it was a good little, funny little thing, huh? Oh, no, I was just going to move on. Okay. Uh, Let me get the hardcore title match. Uh, Three minutes. Yeah, three minutes, 17 seconds, Maven defends against Goldust. Which, in this, obviously, the name is Goldust. Um, JR obviously mentions that Goldust WrestleMania debut was in, at WrestleMania 12 against Roddy Piper in the parking lot brawl where they keep showing the clips of the OJ. Uh, was it a Explorer or a Blazer? I think it was a Blazer. Yeah. The white Blazer. So. Yeah. Uh, but it was literally like the clips of that <laughs> of the OJ chase, um, and you don't get a finish between these two, which is what the hardcore title was all about, especially at this time. And this was kind of like the European title. This is when the hardcore title was starting to kind of vanish, fade away. From, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I think your European and hardcore were kind of the TV belts. Yeah. Um, Spike Dudley comes down and gets the pin and wins the match, even though he was not in the match, which was weird, but I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's a hardcore title. So then, uh, Crash Holly, Crash Holly comes out and Crash, Maven, and Goldust chase Spike through the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the belt changes again later on in the show. Oh, yeah, it changes. 
couple more times. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot they were doing the little 24-7 thing still. And I know the hardcore belt, I think, at this point had about a year left in its tenure. It was, I, I think, oh, I remember watching a lot of 03 Raw, the hardcore belt was on. And then I remember getting towards 04, I believe it was gone. So I think it, it had. It was like, I watched Mania 19, and then I kind of dropped out again for a little bit. Yeah. 03. <clears> and like it was when, gone. Because I dropped out, like, right when Goldberg came. Like, his. His debut on Raw in 03 is when I dropped out. Dude, that's funny because that's about the same time was uh, one of my dropouts. Was that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I was a teenager. I was starting to partake in the... Uh, Doing other herb- things, yeah. The herbal essence. <laughs> yeah, that was my, uh, like, later on in the 2000s was kind of that time for me, yeah. And then, I, I, I mean, I always watched Mania. I always watched Rumble, but I got... Back into it in 05. Yeah. So, and I mean, we'll eventually get to WrestleMania 20, probably next year, because that'll be 15th anniversary. Um, let's see. Then we get Drowning Pool, Tear Away. Uh, I don't care about anyone else but me. I still hear people play that. Like, they'll pull out, like, an old Meg CD and, like, you gotta hear this. Remember this? I, ha- I had that album, Drowning Pool Center. Their first singer, I believe, died in a car crash, and that was kind of shitty. Was it a car crash? I thought it was like a drug overdose or a gunshot. Or I, I thought it was a car crash. I could be wrong. And then I remember when they kind of when they brought in another dude, they pretty much was like, "Eh, yeah, drowning pool is not the same, man. Not without yeah, the first dude." Yeah, they brought in another dude, and they came to Mountain Home. <laughs> That's right. I remember they did come to Mountain Home. Yep, they came to the Royal Sixty Six here in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Oh yeehaw! And I did not go. No. Um, Actually, Saliva was at the Royal, too, except yep. Josie Scott wasn't with them. Right. It was a, some random, like, Saliva cover band or something with, like, the only the guitarist was the yeah. only dude. And had Josie Scott been in the band, I probably would have went to that, actually, because out of the two, I definitely like Saliva better than Drowning Pool. And like I said, the O2 is kind of Saliva's WWE year, because they also did Survivor Series later on. Yeah, uh, Jericho's song, right? Uh, King of the World or something like that. They did. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Did, uh, so yeah, 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 they did, yeah, they did Jericho's, that's right. They did it at this, and then at Survivor Series, it was always, was the theme song. Oh, okay. Always. God, that's a good song, too. It was. Uh, speaking of, uh, saliva while we're on the topic, uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue wrote them a song. It was, uh, 
Oh shit! What was that song called? I can't think of it. I'll think of it again. Um. So then, uh, backstage you see Crash and Spike Dudley fighting. Al Snow comes in on a fucking golf cart with Teddy Long. <laughs> and they crash into <clears throat> boxes. And they're like, oh, Al, you're too late. You're too late because uh, Hurricane swings off of a fucking rope. Hits Spike Dudley and pins him. You know. It, uh, to win the hardcore title. That hardcore title is just comic relief sometimes. But it was fun. Oh, it, was a fu- it was always a fun watch. Whatever and was going hurricane, on. And the hurricane, man. Yeah, he's, man. Gregory Helms and the Hurricane character was just fucking yeah, genius. I remember when he when he added me back on MySpace. I was so pumped. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was the thing. Oh, yeah. So now we get uh, the big red machine Kane and the red, white, and blue machine Kurt Angle. This had a cool storyline going it going up to it too. Did have a fucking cool storyline for and it only got ten minutes, but it it was. It had a really cool storyline going into it, and it was like you know these guys didn't have anything else going on for WrestleMania, but this match like every match on this fucking card made sense, you know. Yeah, everything Here's had something. My, my biggest bitch of the whole show is in this match. For the second year in a row, Kurt Angle wins on a roll up. Oh yeah, that is the only thing about this entire show other than shitty bands <laughs> that pissed me off. Yeah, what is it? Like, what did they say? Fool me once, uh, something, something, fool me twice, something, fool, something. Fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, you'll never shame me again or something like that. That's kind of this situation. Like, Kurt yeah. didn't need to do two roll-ups because he could have won no. it clean. I mean, it was cool because he did it off the choke slam. Yeah. But he also grabbed the rope. So that was kind of that was kind of fucked up. It was like they didn't know like how to f- just they didn't know how to have Kurt go over Kane, but yeah. Kane wasn't all, Kane's not he was never a big winner per se mm-hmm. anyways. So like they could have had him win clean, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and then next we get woo. I know you're you texted me about this one earlier. You were ready to talk. I'm so pumped to talk about this match. Yeah. We get Ric Flair against Undertaker. So this is Undertaker. Obviously, he wins because it's 10-0 here. Yep. And it's WrestleMania, so everybody that is listening knows that Taker didn't get beat until 30 by Brock Lesnar. Anyways. I think this is when they kind of started really playing the streak. Yeah, yeah. This is it because when after he wins, he does one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on his hands and holds up both hands with you know fives on each hand. But anyways, so the opening package is where my laughter ensues because I this is still to my to this day one of my favorite fucking promos is Ric Flair in the ring with the bandage on his forehead and he starts punching himself. Yeah. And he busts himself back open. Yeah. Holy shit. Flair fucking gold. Like, forget about it. Like, just... And... <laughs> and Flair was Flair was pretty old, too, here. I think he was, like, 40... 
four-ish. But Jesus Christ, the man could still fucking work, man. Like he was fucking 30. Holy shit. I mean, he took some bumps. I mean, he did throughout the rest of his career, but here he still had all of his hair. Yeah. He wasn't balding. It wasn't all slicked back and looked like shit. And this fucking I mean, match, man. Full fu- oh my God, what a fucking match. I mean, this is the biker taker I really liked because I liked Taker as. I don't know, man. Like, after this, he kind of got into that, like, heel taker biker well, persona. I mean, he was a heel here because, like, he would be later on. I mean, it was like he was Vince's bitch. And he just got more savage, like just he was very brutal back then as as the as this biker, and this is my favorite part this, of the biker taker. This match is the only Undertaker match I like as the American Badass. Yeah, or whatever he I was li- at this point. And and our listeners know, you know, our opinions with the take. I like Undertaker a lot as the the badass slash big evil, and you you weren't a fan, but I get that on your perspective because. You were the purple glove taker, you know. That's that's your well, and, and even before that, I was the gray gloved with the tie and yeah, yeah. He had the long red hair and everything. I mean, he was and the you know the ministry kind of gets shit on too. And I liked the ministry Undertaker. I liked his goatee there. Yeah, like that. the satanic goatee. Yeah, just just the goatee, like with the tip. Um, just the tip, just for a second. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my favorite part of this fucking match. Okay, so Ric Flair's busted open, like, what, six, seven minutes into it? Yeah, he's bleeding right and, away. And, I mean, he's, he's bladed. He's just fucking, his hair goes from white to fucking red. Yeah. Like, tropical punch, Kool-Aid red. And, like, mm-hmm. two shakes of a lamb's tail. So, Charles Robinson, little Nate, goes down. Fucking Ric Flair sends Taker to the ropes. Arn Anderson, double A, rolls in, yep. hits Undertaker with one of the best fucking spine busters I've ever seen. At this point, Arn hadn't wrestled since, what, 97? Yeah, I had a feeling this was going to be your favorite part of the match. Oh, my God, dude. No, because it was fucking, it was, like, perfect. Like, yeah. It, you you couldn't have booked it better if you fucking tried. Yeah. Like, going into WrestleMania, okay, we're doing Ric Flair and Undertaker. Okay, well, obviously, we have to have double A fucking say no more let's make it happen and on on the record this is the longest match on the show by seven seconds 18 minutes 18 minutes and 47 seconds the main event ran 18 minutes and 40 seconds oh shit how long did hogan and rock go uh 16 minutes and 23 seconds fuck it seems so much fucking longer than that anyways so arn anderson gets busted open quote unquote he blades yeah. Um, Charles Anderson or Charles Robinson, Charles Anderson. I'm thinking of Arn Anderson. <laughs> You're uh, all Charles excited, Robinson. getting worked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am, dude. I'm like my hand, my right hand. I'm holding my phone. Is this your favorite right match hand. on the card? Um, no, because it's Hogan and Rock. Um, Man, I, I might. As a wrestling match, this is my favorite match. As a telling a story, this is my favorite match on the card. Yeah, this is a great fuck. It's they just beat the fuck the out of each other because I'll probably never say it again. But this, I mean, this told a perfect fucking story. And this um, is kind of when Taker got that, when he kind of jumped into this persona. This, I think around this time is when he kind of started wearing those gloves, right? He he started yeah. wearing, and that's the when he UFC got that. Gloves. Yeah, and he got that yeah. badass striker uh, kind of brawling to him. I fucking yeah, love he, it. He was hitting with the rights and the lefts, yeah. Yeah, he kicks ass, man. Yeah. 
Um, so, anyways, back to my favorite part. To uh, segue Levi to his vape gimmick because you're, you're to do that. You're getting in me vaping. You're getting me vaping because I'm getting excited. I'm gonna have to rewatch it again. <laughs> I know. I'm about to. Have, I, I gotta get a cigarette for this. Okay. So we got Arn Anderson bloodied in the ring. We got Ric Flair bloodied in the ring. Undertaker's down. He's bloodied at this point. I actually saw outside of the ring when Undertaker fucking gladed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch this match because you'll see it. Is it well? He, I'm trying to think because I think I caught it too. Yeah, he goes down and you see his right arm go up towards his forehead, and yeah. he's like buried into the that uh, uh, like the Kinder mat thing they have on the outside. I don't know what else to call it, the mat outside. But he's down, he's buried, and he you see him for a split second raise his right hand up, and you can see him like swipe yeah. to the right. And I'm like, holy shit, finally, because we talked about it on X7 that we never really see Undertaker, like, when he blades. Because he's so fucking clean and good. And I think it's the camera, you know. Yeah, it, it, it was cuts. all the camera. The camera got fucked up. Yeah. Because this is literally the only time I've ever noticed it in an Undertaker match when he bleeds. Um, well, because he's, you know, as they say backstage, you listen to fucking Taker. And he, if he tells the camera yeah. guy or if he tells production truck, I'm blading at, you know, three minutes in when I'm outside on the right side of the ring. You cut that fucking camera. They're going to cut the yep. camera. Yep. So, anyways, so Charles Robinson it was down when Arn came, came out. So, now we've got Arn, Ric Flair, and Undertaker all bloodied mess. The fucking yeah. canvas is bloodied. It looks like somebody fucking had their period all over the place. Yeah. And Charles Robinson is the only person standing. I don't know why it fucking popped me, but it did. I fucking loved it. Little Nate. Like, at one point, I was like, somebody make him blade. Yeah. <laughs> because he, and he still does. He still, to this day, has the Nate hair. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Like, make him blade at some point in his career. Little Nate. Oh, my God. The, I mean, this match was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was and a great match, man. It ends with Undertaker going to put Flair in the last ride. Flair fucking reverses it, but he can't reverse the fucking tombstone. Nope. And I don't know if Flair, like, farted or shit himself at some point, but it was one of those weird tombstones where Undertaker doesn't put both their legs over his shoulders. It was just both to one side. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I'm like, Flair, like, had the whiskey shits or something. He must have. <laughs> he always has up the whiskey the shits. But, oh, my God, what a fucking match. Yeah, it was It was definitely, like, I, I'm with you on that. It was definitely my favorite as far as storytelling goes. And just, just because, man, Taker and Ric Flair, I mean, does it get, you know, that's take Undertaker versus Ric Flair. Well, I mean, you go, you, go back to, like, you go back to 91 when. Taker won the title at Survivor Series. I mean, Ric Flair was involved in, in it. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's been there throughout the whole thing, but he wasn't there, you know what I mean? So, to see this at this point... Finally happened. It's still worth watching. Yeah. Because, no, I mean, great. I don't give a shit how old Ric Flair is. He, Dude, could, come he, back went, to, he could come back tomorrow, and I would watch the fucking match. And let's not see. He, he wrestled in WWE until 08, and then he went to TNA and had a few kind of shitty matches, but... 
I didn't watch any. I still to this day have not watched him or Hogan. There, there is a Ric Flair TNA Lockdown 2011. I have it on DVD. It's whenever they had Fortune and Immortal, and uh, uh-huh. Flair is fucking bloody as piss. Shit, dude, it's fucking all over him. He's so I should watch it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's the, it's the le- like a fucking water. Yeah, out. it's the lethal lockdown match. In right, lockdown 2011, and he he's coming up behind. You, yeah, you got to watch it. But he has his I'll hands watch up. Tonight. Yeah, watch it. It's great. Anyways, so yeah, that was a great fucking match. Undertaker did defeat Ric Flair, as everybody knows, and this is when the streak kind of became a big thing. And he, yeah, he, he had ten and out. Digits, so they're gonna have to start mentioning it. So, all um, right. So next, uh, Booker T has his little backstage interview thing, and he's got glasses on. Yeah. Because Edge was basically saying he was stupid, wasn't intelligent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> kind of knocked like him being in prison and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but Booker T like even mentions, "I've got glasses. I'm smart." And I mean, they were readers. Come on. <laughs> um, not really a lot to talk about in this match. I mean, it was cool. It was a it good was match, good. but it yeah, wasn't. It, was it wasn't one of. It was kind of just a going into the next match you know it was it was there this match they they, this is when wwf still had that flow yeah and and it's a come back down bring them back up bring them back down it's a match for the crowd the audience that was there and for the viewers at home because you get to see edge versus booger t that just sounds awesome on paper and i wish i would have seen this match i wish we would have seen this match more often and at Mm -hmm. maybe a 20 minute time frame because i know these guys could have put on a fucking killer yeah even on raw or smackdown had we seen this match yeah when they were both on smackdown because they were kind of around in that uh uh what was it the original what they call them the original five or something something like that i don't know but booker was on raw back then but anyways yeah yeah, it was a good match but it segues into the next one it was it was just there um, Booker does a spinneroni and King pops for it, and Jr. kind of gets on his ass about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Booker T does like the bicycle kick or whatever, and he's like, "Now that's a move that you can get behind or whatever." Yeah, and uh, then and then Edge hits him with the old spear. And uh, the edu- edu- executioner is that what they called it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Executioner. <clears throat> sorry. Um, no, you're good. Why are you apologizing? Because I no, because I, I was it's to the viewers because or listeners because I said the spear. I, the, I was thinking it. The viewers, the watchers, they're watching us. So yeah, the next match though is I. What was there an interview in between this? I don't. Uh, think... This is another hardcore spot. That's uh, right. Coach is interviewing the Hurricane on his uh, hardcore title win. Hurricane is all like sketched out and like. He looks is this like when Molly that. comes in? Yeah, Molly comes in and hits him in the back of the head with a frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great, Damn. man. Can't it was great. Um, Molly wins the title. Then we go into the Austin NWO uh, video package. Yep. Um, and it shows Austin... Uh, I think this is when they show Austin backstage in uh, Jonesboro. When he's talking oh. about, uh, I gotta, this is Dry County, gotta go down the road, give me a 30 pack Keystone Light. What? I think, yeah. I, is that this point? 
I, yeah. I think I saw it in the package. It was in the video package. And it, it's when he was, uh, wasn't he fucking with the NWO real bad in the video yeah, package yeah, too? He, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Austin comes out first, which is super fucking weird to me. Yeah, it was really, um, well, I, and I think their mindset on it was they thought they were going to get a bigger pop from NWO. Vince was, I think in Vince's mind and creative's mind, the NWO was going to be fucking huge. And for me, being a 10-year-old kid or whatever, like, I thought it was awesome because I was like, oh, my God, like, the NWO is in WWF now. Like, this is fucking crazy. Because I remember I got Rumble in 02. Yeah. I skipped No Way Out. But right after it was over, I remember going to WWF.com, and they had NWO shirts already online. Yep. And I was like, wait, what? What what and then I went to eWrestlingNews.com where I still go to this day and it said that Hogan Hall and Nash had returned at No Way Out and I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. And I guess what I bought an NWO shirt. <laughs> and I and I think that was a big part of them returning as the NWOs because they wanted merch sales on NWO shirts. Because oh, still yeah. to this day the fucking NWO shirts sell like crazy, and I need to get uh, refurb new ones. Because on the back of those, they had the WWF.com logo. Yep. Um, they wanted so they Austin, wanted the NWO and WWF. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, they wanted that money. So Austin comes out first. Scott Hall comes out next. A weird delayed entrance from Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah, he was like, like he far behind. The little, the little C point, like three times before Nash actually comes out. I think he blew his quad yeah. like four times <laughs> on his was way there, out. What was the backstory, do you know, on why Nash didn't wrestle at this pay-per-view? What's up? Why didn't – do you know the backstory on why Nash didn't wrestle at WrestleMania? Was apparently, there a reason? Apparently he was supposed to, and they were – like Vince had a hard time going back and forth between Nash and Hall, like who he wanted to face Austin. Okay. But the other, I think the other choice was, like, Nash was going to face uh, Kane. Ah. But since Kane had that storyline with Angle, it kind of threw that off because I think right after this is when we kind of saw the the Kane-Rock-Hogan thing against NWO, right? Yeah. So I think he just kind of came in, like, in a delayed reaction. Yeah. Um. Just to see was, that, because they're about the same size, and obviously Glenn Jacobs Kane was the impersonator impersonator Diesel when Nash went to WCW. So that was kind of like their take on that. I remember even being a kid at this time and being bummed that like Nash didn't have a spot on this show. I was but he like, came out. What? But he came out in his gear. He had the pleather yeah. pants on and the tank top. Yeah. Um. I wish this. I actually wish this match would have went longer. It's underrated, in my opinion. I think both guys, for what it was, did a great fucking job. Yeah, Um, and the match. The match only ran. It was. It was a hair under ten minutes. It didn't even hit the ten nine fifty one. Yeah. Hall sold the shit out of some fucking stunners, especially that last one. But uh, I got to give props to Kevin Nash on this because even the stunner he took was he sold the fuck out of it. Yeah, Hall, like, Hall's, it looks good. Hall and The Rock have always been the two guys that can sell the fucking stunner. 
But that last stunner he took, and yes, Paul even he's... gave Austin a stunner and went for a second one, and that's when he got pushed to the the corner. Um, but the first stunner he gave Austin was pretty good. Uh, Austin kind of went down a little limp, but I mean, it was still good. And I know, and I know, this was that time period. Any wrestling fan knows, and if you have watched Stone Cold's documentaries or listened to his podcast, this was kind of his dark time, and he was going through issues and. He was, I know he was, I, I remember him mentioning that he was kind of bummed of not being in the main event, you know? He was well, like, I, why yeah, am I, I not? Think, I think Austin was more looking forward to him getting that Hulk Hogan match. Well, then the, and then the rumor was that they didn't want to work together, or yeah, Hogan didn't want to work with Well, there's always been that, uh, we're eventually going to have to do a show on the Hogan-Austin, who's the bigger, we're going to have to do it. Yeah. Because I think that, that, I mean, that's a solid hour that we could just rant. And I wonder why. Because Rock, I love them both so equally. The, the so, Ro- Yeah. Mean, the Rock got it versus uh, Stone Cold did because do you think, do you think the reason why Stone Cold and Hogan didn't do the match is because they were probably going to have words on who would go over and why, you know, do you think Stone Cold would be pissed if Hogan went over or Hogan would be pissed if Stone Cold went over? I think that has a lot to do with it, but I also think in Vince's eyes, the rock was kind of on the rise already. Yeah. In Hollywood. So it was a bigger draw. And okay. I also think at this point, the rock was a little more mobile because if you would have thrown Hogan and Austin in the ring, they're both banged up. Yeah, it would have been kind of stiff. Bad knees, bad back, bad necks, bad hips. You know, you. I mean, you throw, throw it in a blender and it's going to look like their bodies actually look like at this time. Just a bag of freaking bones that are still trying to get around. Not, I mean, fuck. I respect the hell out of them and I love them both, like I said. But it, it was, yeah, they were both kind of. Haven't they yeah, both it, beat up, man? Yeah, and but with the Stone Cold and Scott Hallmaster, that all that being said, they did their best with the nine minutes. I love the match and I loved it just because it has two of my favorite guys of all time in it. Yeah, and I said it on the radio show, and I should, you know, I said AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler, he's my favorite wrestler to date, but my favorite wrestler, I think, as far as like. You know, when I was growing up and shit, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, man, because, yeah. of course, who did that was my childhood guy. So. Yep. And I, I, I made that sway from Hogan to Austin, and then, you know, obviously Hogan was still around and still prominent when Austin was blazing fucking trails for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I when I would flip the channels, you know, my two guys were Hogan and Austin, but they were on two different shows. So, I mean, I'm right there with you, and... No, I did. Like, I kind of laughed when you backtracked because we were like talking about older guys. Yeah, but I uh, had to get. I had to get with the. I had to uh, do no, what you, you guys were the, doing. You, I mean, you. I think, in all honesty, I think you did the right thing. I mean, we, me and Robert were obviously talking about childhood. Yeah, I didn't know that's what we were going for. I mean, I'm I'm talking about like who was the person that kind of like brought me into it and kept me going. And yeah, that was, that was that was Terry. <laughs> I heard somebody call him Terry uh, Balia the other day. Terry Balia. Yeah, well, they called him Terry uh, Balia. I was who like, "Who the fuck was this person?" I'm trying to think of who it was. I can't remember who said it, but it was on a. Was it on it was the YouTube. internet? Yeah, yeah, I think it was on a YouTube video or something. He's like Terry Balia, 
And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> You're a, what a fucking mark. Yeah. Um, so then from there, we go to the Four Corners Tag Team Championship match. And this is when we still had those old school tag tag belts, which I still have my foam one. Um, it had one strap. One side of the strap has been eaten by a dog. But somehow it still made it. <laughs> I've had it for 20 years now. So I got it in 98. And this, so Billy and Chuck, uh, you look so good to me. They took off hot, man. Yeah, they did. As soon as they got together, dude, I I really liked Billy and Chuck. That is in my top five favorite theme songs of all time. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a great song. I love that theme song. Oh, shit. So, uh. (laughs) Billy and Chuck, APA, Dudley Boys, yeah, and the Hardy Boys. Uh, Jeff Hardy smacks uh, Stacy on the ass. Yeah, that was a good. That was cool. I liked that. Stacy was always one of my favorites. My younger sister will. She's got legs. She knows how to. Eat. That was Kid Rock. By I remember this one dude. Tried, he argued with me one time about how Stacy Keebler posed in Playboy, and I was like, "No, she didn't." And he was like, "No, oh, she didn't. She did." My dad has it, and I was like, well, no. "You don't have that." He has the. He has the other, the Maxim that she was in, maybe. Yeah. No, she didn't, because if she did, I'd have six copies. Yeah, so I wanted to mention about this match. This was, uh, dude, it was like watching a tag team match we just watched in Japan the other day. Like, this was so fun to watch. It was like, all these guys had talent, and they all busted their ass in there, and it was just, it was a good tag team match, man. It went 13 minutes and 50 seconds, and it was I was laying in bed watching it last night, trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't because I was like, wow, Were you this is actually... Curry? I wasn't making curry. I, I, I had just made curry. <laughs> oh. Um, but like I was watching for it. yourself, or was it a There co-op? was a partner involved. Yeah, it was a oh, co-op. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were on Xbox Live. Yeah. So it was. I was just sitting there watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll be able to nod out and fall asleep. And I was like, no, I can't because this match is really good. Like, I liked it, and I was going to say, you know, they don't, the tag teams now, you could have a four corners tag team match like this now, but you don't have those characters that you had in this match now. Yeah, this is, this is the tail end, this is the tail end of the Attitude Era. And it's the tail end of good tag team stuff. Yeah. Because I think a year, about... It kind of starts dying down. Other than yeah, evolution, I think I think actually Billy and Chuck were the last tag team that was kind of thrown together. That that worked. worked. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, as much as we kind of rag on them, Sheamus and Cesaro, as much as we hate watching them because it's so bland and overdone at this point. Like when they first got together, I mean, it made sense. Yeah, it worked, and they were good. Yeah, but. I mean, it's been over a year now, and I'm done. But mm-hmm. I mean, so Me until then, I think Billy and Chuck were the last ones that were thrown together before that that worked. Other than like, uh, uh, what was it, Jira show, and like, yeah, and that stuff was good. Yeah. But you know, there was there was teams what was in it? between. Miz show, show Miz, Big Show was always involved with somebody, and Show was already thrown, always thrown in the fucking name. John Jared Morrison show. and Miz was good. Uh, Jerry's show was cool, though. Yeah. I did like that. Uh, yeah, yeah Miz and, yeah, Miz and Morrison were good. I mean, there uh, were some in between, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, Billy and Chuck but they the weren't last. over, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, Billy like, and Chuck were like over Billy as Billy and Chuck were fucking over, and I think people will not give them their due. Billy Gunn is a fucking tag team specialist. And that's like, why he was always in it. He's awesome by himself, but man, I remember smoking guns in what, ninety three, ninety four when they yeah. started. Yeah. Because I remember Hasbro's were still out because I, I had the smoking guns two pack. Yeah. And then obviously New Age Outlaws after Rockabilly with Honky Tonk. Oh yeah, boy, I forgot about my that. My boy old Honky Tonk. And I mean I mean he was in three different tag teams that were like great. Yep. Yeah, they were smoking guns were fucking awesome. They had the cowboy hats and the fucking mustaches and everything. They were cool and they won the tag titles and then they got Sunny and she was stupid and I don't yeah. want to shit on Sunny too much, but anyways, yeah, it was good. It was good, especially back then. Elimination she, was, match. she was a smoking gun back then. And the cool thing about this match, the one thing I've always been bummed out about, and up until last year, but last year wasn't as special to me because it wasn't the original Hardy's run. Is the no. Hardys never got that WrestleMania moment, and they fucking deserved it because they were so over, and I think they deserved that. But last year they got it, and it was like it was cool. Don't get me wrong; it was badass, but to me, it wasn't. It wouldn't. Have, it wasn't as special as it could have been at like this show. Yeah, as the and, Hardys went in. And last year was kind of sweet and sour for me because Gallows and Anderson go in this tag team champions. I'm going to talk about Gallows and Anderson every fucking show. Get over it. <laughs> they go in as tag team champions. They had the belts for two fucking months, and they haven't had the belts since. Yeah, but that the was bars a bummer. had them six. What six times already? Yeah, in a fucking year. Go fuck yourself, Vince. Come yeah, on. that's bullshit. That's the only, that, I think that's the first time I've ever actually said "go fuck yourself," Vince. Yeah, you're gimmicked. <sighs> but yeah, I'm mad. support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. I'm mad. It, it pisses me off. In this match, I, I was always trying to remember because I always forgot the tag match when I think back to WrestleMania X8. Because the three year, the two years prior was the ladder matches, and I was like, okay, so yeah, they do something big, but I don't remember what it was. And it's like this is as big as it got. It was the four corner tag team match. And imagine if it would have been another TLC with Billy and Chuck, APA, and Dudley's and uh, Matt and Jeff. Man, that would have been a good TLC too. That would have been sweet. Like, to see uh, the APA do, like, some badass fucking, like, clothesline from hell off the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, something like that, you know. But yeah. this match I'm, this match I'm was weird. good. It wasn't bad. It, it so. was good. It, I mean, it was definitely worth the watch. Yeah, and I, I don't know why, but I, I was really stuck on this last night, and I was really thinking about it when I was watching it. Like, I, I just really enjoyed it, and I had a lot of thoughts going through my mind about the tag team division now and the tag team back then, but... 
You know, yeah, it's a it's a WWE compared to WWF. Even then, is a completely different fucking animal. And it's not just that. It's like, it's just you know the Hardys. Okay, it's the Hardys. Put put aside that they're the Hardy Boys. Watch them watch them do their stuff and their move sets. Okay, Dudley Boys. Put aside that they're the Dudleys and watch them do their moves and stuff. They all have their thing, but these guys, yeah. these tag teams now are so bland and they don't have that. I don't know. The chemistry just doesn't, doesn't feel like it's there, you know? I don't right. know. It's really weird. Well, and even like the Hardy Boys now, since they've been back, I mean, obviously we're not there anymore with Matt, but when they came back at Mania, like it was like they were doing the old Hardy spots. Yeah. But it wasn't the same because we had like real wrestling fans that were all, already privy to Broken Matt. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it was, was kind of like, what we were expecting. Eh, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it was good. I loved it. I popped like a fucking son of a bitch. But it, it just, it, it wasn't the same as Team Extreme. No, like, but I, I, am, teenager. I am glad they got their moment at like, No, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not shitting on anything. I it should have happened back then. Yeah, so. other than Vince being a dick. I'm, I'll shit on that. But. Anyway, so yeah, next match is kind of the big... Wait, 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 wait. Hang or is on. there we a... Back, we got a backstage. Oh, yeah, that's with Hogan Christian, and <laughs> Christian hits Molly with... As that's I right, with down, the door. As I hit, as I wrote on my notes, hits Molly with the Hornswoggle door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was one of those doors split in half, and he, like, hit the bottom one out, and it fucking knocked her for a loop and he's yep. like come on come on come on hits the pen and then he's like yes and like runs off and like tries to get a cab and uh gets a cab goes for goes for the cab and maven hits him from behind pins christian wins the belt steals christian's cab and they mention that on the show yeah, and, and Maven takes off and holding the fucking belt out of the window and i was like i was sitting there watching it today and i was like how funny it would have been if Maven fucked up, like the taxi hit a bump or something and dropped a phone. Oh, belt. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking great. <laughs> like, it, you couldn't have, a, I mean, then he has to, like, you think about it, then he's like, fuck, stop the car, we gotta go back. <laughs> but you, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have fucked it up because it was the hardcore belt and how fucking yeah, goofy it Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been his. He had yeah. To, he has to get pinned, but, I mean, it just would have been funny. It's just the goofy hardcore belt <laughs> stuff. And, so, then, okay. and then after that was the NWO thing backstage, right? Yes. So Hogan's basically telling Hall and Nash, you know, I'm doing this on my own. I don't want you guys out there. And of course, Nash being the fucking big sexy prick that he is. <laughs> <laughs> big sexy prick. Uh Oh, oh, I don't care what he says. We're getting involved in this because he wanted that fucking main event rub. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he, he made it through the Austin Hall match without blowing a quad. He was going to get that main event quad. He was going to blow his quad somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get a video package, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, basically, I mean, oh my god! And then you see that picture of the Rock when he was a kid, and Hogan's holding him. Yeah, all that. I mean, oh my god! This had the this had the best story, definitely. Oh, I mean, I can't think of a WrestleMania match probably that was bigger than this one. 
They tried. They tried with Cena and Rock, but it just wasn't this one. No, no. So I know Hogan they tried. And Rock, and they thought it was great, but Hogan and Rock is probably a bigger wrestle. I mean, I hate to say this. Hogan and Rock is probably a bigger WrestleMania match than Hogan and Andre. Yeah, absolutely. Hogan I mean, and Andre you... was just big for its time and because of the fucking body slam. Yeah, that's all it was. Because anytime you see anything from that, I mean, if you go back and watch that match. It's it sucks. It sucked. Yeah. I mean, you you are literally watching it for the body slam. That's all, and the fucking because leg drop. anytime they show it on WWE TV, it's That's the body slam. The fucking body slam. Yeah, it's not that and big Hogan of a deal. Is, I mean, Hogan, he he's a fucking genius. He's still making money off that fucking body slam. Hogan <laughs> <No. laughs> had had a shirt come out last what last summer, last fall, and he had, it was like him on like a mountain, and he was slamming Andre. Yeah. And it said the slam heard around the world or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the match. What do yeah. you think about the match? So the opening of the match, Hogan comes out first. Again, surprising. I think I thought Hogan would have came out second. Um, so Hogan's in the ring. NWO garb. Uh, Rock comes out. They face off for what felt like an hour. Yeah. And I mean... Back and the crowds back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What? What's? Who's gonna hit who first? What? What's happening? Is Hogan a good guy? Is Hogan a bad guy? Is Rock a good guy? Is Rock a bad? Like at this point, nobody knows anything because the crowd is just. I mean, you see everything that's happened the months prior, or the month prior, just get wiped away. Everybody goes into like just nothing but wrestling. Like Nirvana, almost. It's like you're seeing the biggest star of today, yeah, against the biggest star of yesterday. Yep. I mean the two. I mean, and you look at it even now, and I think even now, looking back, it makes the match even bigger because Rock is the biggest fucking star in Hollywood. Yeah, and then you're in his face in Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk. I mean Hulk Hogan. You couldn't write it better if you tried. No. And I mean, Hulk Hogan will all Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. That's how he fucking said it. Always be a fucking household name. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You, even if you don't watch wrestling, you know who Hulk Hogan you is. You know no who matter Hulk what. Hogan is. Hulkamania will always run wild. Like it does not fucking matter if he's in WWE or not. Whatever. Ban him for. You know, whatever reason you may, but he's always going to be the face of the wrestling industry. Yeah, yeah. He. And I mean that face off. I mean the like I said, the crowd back and forth. Oh my god! Like I mean, I'm hulking up just thinking about it. I'm well, like, and I was yeah, and on the hulking up note, you know, the match gets going, and they and then. When he does, when he hulks up, the fucking crowd goes. Oh, nuts. I mean, like every fucking person that you can see stands up. Side is standing up. Yep, loses their shit. Yeah, they go and wild, the only, dude. The only thing that kind of bummed me out is when The Rock did the spit and then the fist. Yeah, and Hogan blocks it and then does the U point, and nobody said U. That was like before that started. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. You, yeah. You. Yeah, 
it, it that was definitely I think the biggest part of the match. But then you know Hogan rock bottoms the Rock. Yeah, and... but that that big right after the Hulk up and he did you know does the big boot the leg drop one two everybody's still on their feet and you see like people's hands go you don't I mean this was like really the first time you saw that in a WrestleMania. And another thing about this match is I think unless you were backstage and you knew. Nobody knew who was gonna. Nobody win this match. knew who was gonna win. I had no Nobody. fucking clue. I had, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, and I, I don't. Mean, I was at. I was probably at my markiest of marks at this point, and, and I had no I had, fucking idea. No man, because it could go. It was literally a match that could go either way, and nobody would be upset. But it was, you know, I because neither of them needed to win, neither of them needed to lose. It did nothing for either of them, but all it did was make a fucking legendary match, one of the most legendary matches of all WrestleMania history. And I, I mean, think. like I said about the Hogan and Andre, all you see is a body slam. When they show video of this match, all you see is them staring off. The stare down. That's yeah, exactly. Holy sh- I mean, you want to talk about moving fucking people like I don't care what you're into. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to us right now, and I can't believe we're still talking about this, but I mean, if I don't care if you're into a band, really, like you go to like a band, like 50 shows on a band's tour, like there is nothing like this moment probably ever. Because, no. I mean, it just, I mean, moved people. And they even said, we'll never see Tyson Ali, we'll never see Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds, but we're finally, Jerry Lawler said it, but we're finally seeing The Rock and The Hulk. Yeah. And, I mean, it's true. No, you've never seen another batch that big. They tried, they tried with Rock legends. and Cena, but it just yeah. wasn't, it no. just wasn't what it was. No. It just wasn't what this was. It was good, but it wasn't what this was. No, I don't, and I don't care how much money John Cena made the WWE. I don't care how much money he's made for himself. I don't care how much money he's made for himself. Well, no, and here's the thing about that match versus this match. That match was to make the WWE money. This match was to put on a fucking legendary show. show. Yeah. So that was the difference. These guys had, these guys had the money. And by the way, this review is way better than X7. Yeah, because we're that's why I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I think it's my favorite. (laughs) And I'm gimmicked. Anyways, yeah, let's move forward from The Rock and Hogan so we can get to the main event and the ladies, I guess. But yeah, but anyway, so the match ends. Rock beats Hogan. NWO comes out. They fight the NWO off. And then The Rock gives Hogan his time to shine. I think that's. That's all Hogan wanted. He wanted like th- this was that time when it was like, okay, Hogan, you don't really have creative control anymore. This isn't WCW. Yeah, but I mean, he agreed to put Rock over, from what I've heard. Yeah, and The Rock didn't. I don't know. He was. I don't think The Rock wanted the. I don't think The Rock wanted Hogan to put him over. And he didn't. I don't know. It's just hard. I go all day because it's just they didn't. Neither of them needed to win. You know. Yeah. But, but yeah, Rock gives, you know, but, Rock kind of like gives him his rub away, at the like end. Throws his throws his hands to the side, and Hogan does his pose down, which is what I mean. Basically, you see Hogan, you want to see the shirt rip, you want to see a leg drop, and you want to see the pose down after the match. Yeah, that's it, and you want to hear a brother at some point. Yeah, you get it. It's all good. It's all there. So yep. And then the, and then the next night on Raw, they kind of join forces and. 
fight the NWO. And then a month later, Hogan wins the undisputed title. There he is. Politicking backstage. Yeah, there he is. He's already <laughs> so fucking winning that the belt. I, just said, I think that maybe that was like the the agreement. He would he would lose the match to the Rock as long as he could win the belt. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I mean, it's 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 Terry. It is. It's Terry um, Bollea. So it's a triple threat uh, match for the women's title. Yeah, Jazz. I wasn't super invested in this one. No. Jazz was the champion, which, I mean, I didn't forget about Jazz. He loved Jazz. Vince loved uh, fucking Jazz. Black titties. And jacked. Yeah, she was jacked. She would have done really good nowadays in yeah. uh, the modern women's wrestling. Oh, the man, real dude. wrestling. Dude, Jazz versus Nia Jax. Yeah, that Vince would have been would really lose good. lose his shit, man. He'd be wanting to see some black titties flopping around. And... And Jazz is still out there doing the thing, too, man. She's, uh, her and her husband, uh, what's his name? Mac. John Stamos. Oh, Mac. oh yeah, Mac, that's right. Uh, the guy that was with Teddy Long. I yeah. Oh, fuck it. Mac. What's Rodney Mac. Name? Rodney Mac, that's it. They're yeah. married. Yeah, uh, that's They're right. still out there doing the indies. Uh, she still looks great. He looks fucking great, too. I mean, he was Jack, too. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah, not a lot to talk about. Uh, six minutes, 16 seconds. Uh, Jazz pins Lita with a fisherman suplex out of the corner. Um, that's it. <laughs> and then we're on to the main event. And then we're on to the main event. It's the Paul gets his Paul gets his second of many, many main event WrestleManias. Yeah. Uh, Jericho comes in as the undisputed champion. He is the first undisputed champion in WWE history. He comes out, blah, 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 Triple H. Uh, Jericho is with Stephanie at this point. I don't know if everybody's done, like, their back story, traveling, whatever, watching the pre-shit. Yeah, he points um, at the Titan Tron and he says, come on. Like, he's saying, yeah. come on, and Stephanie comes out. Yeah. Um, Triple H comes out to Drowning Pool. Yeah, their, their version their, of the game. Their version of the game, which is fucking atrocious yeah so you got you got lemmy and motorhead doing it the year before which was great but lemmy like didn't know the lyrics and then you got drowning pool like i remember i bought this cd uh forcible entry yeah it was it had a lot of <laughs> yeah. i love that name there's a lot of good themes that came out of it you and know then there was like came this up one. with that name though oh yeah of course For- of course he did entry yeah, that was a that was a Vinnie Mac thing right there. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, uh, that that was not a good opener for the CD because mm. it just wasn't a nobody needed to do. They didn't need to do the game. Yeah. Motorhead did the fucking game, and you leave it alone because it's Motorhead. We are you Motorhead. We're, We're gonna, gonna kick your ass. ass. We're gonna fuck you in the ass. <laughs> and Motorhead went on. What was that? You really, you have, you you really fucking cut out for a second. Yeah, uh, I was getting a phone call. I was um, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Sound to play the game." Uh, but Motorhead went on to do obviously the game, Evolution, King of King. Lemmy's a fucking legend. Period. Triple H's favorite band. So. 
Yeah, he did a speech at Lemmy's uh, memorial. What is going on, dude? What is going on? What? What is going on? Dude. All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what the fuck is going on, dude? Oh, I kept getting a phone call. Yeah, well, let's knock it out so we can be done. Because yeah. <laughs> I heard that you need to be fucking done. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, it was a good match, man. It was a great, it was a good main event, but the only reason it just didn't seem like it was that good is because the crowd was fucking dead. Yeah. Well, they were from, all burnt out from the Hogan Rock match, and and it's three out. You're three hours into the show at this yeah, point, and you the, know. And the women's triple threat wasn't long enough to bring them down enough to bring them back up. So exactly. So, but I think it was a great match, and it was sad to see Jericho lose the title because I've always been a Jericho guy. But he gets his he gets his run again a few times. So, but they did talk about Triple H's. Quad blowing extravaganza. Oh yeah, we get some quad blowing. That's not funny, but it's it's <laughs> you called it an extravaganza. It, so. Because Jr's like, I was there. I remember you know, you know, the, it the, happened. It was crazy because Triple H says in documentary that he was he was real nervous about coming back and if the crowd was going to be the same. And when he came back at Madison Square Garden, that crowd fucking erupted had, for him. He had the leather on. He was the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the leather was, denim. Yeah, it was the shit, man. Everybody, I mean, I don't care. Heel or face. We shit on him sometimes. We joke about the quad thing, but Triple H is the fucking man. And then Vince was like, you're going to win the Rumble, pal. <laughs> well, goddamn, son, you're going to win the Rumble. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good match, man. It was, uh, it was a great It was a great finish to the show. I think they should have finished with Rock and Hogan just because. But at the same time. Yeah, in, this... in retrospect. But I mean, you go. But this was the title thinking, is the main event. Yeah, you're still thinking WWF 2002. We're still, quote unquote, in the good old days where yeah. the, the title always closes the pay per view. So, and overall, 02 was it, it was one of my favorite years, and I didn't. That was one of my years. Like after this, I kind of got out. I think it was after Backlash. I I hopped yeah. out a little bit. And, and this I, is one of those things where I kind of want to go back, and I, I've tried. Like, I always try to go back and see Hogan's run, but I actually, like, now, after watching Mania 18 all the way through as an adult, and especially doing the podcast, I want to go back and watch the entire Hogan run. Yeah, he does. The... And then, I mean, the Mr. America thing was kind of... But... Him, him and Taker at Judgment Day is yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite matches from the year, from 02. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. But anyways, let's wrap it up before I get my ass kicked. You're already almost there, so. Yeah, I'm in the doghouse. I'll be sleeping on the in the recliner tonight. That's all right. We all sleep downstairs sometimes or in a different area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a uh, heads up. We are on more platforms now. Uh, we're on TuneIn now, which you can also get on your, if you have a Roku device. Yep. Or uh, fire stick or anything like that. You can get... <laughs> <laughs> what? You farted. I pooted. 
you can, <laughs> you can get tune in on those, so you can actually like listen to us on your TV, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm stoked. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, uh, radio, uh, radio public, which is radio edit, radio edit. Uh, we'll be on Spotify and iHeartRadio hopefully by the end of the week. Finally, um, let's see what else. What am I missing? Oh, uh, we are. I am working on a sponsorship deal with Zubaz. Oh. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, if you love wrestling and you don't know Zubaz, that's like not knowing what a Ribera Steakhouse jacket is. That's not knowing what Terry Balea is. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck out. Yeah. It's like not knowing what a fanny pack is or a mullet. Um, Zuba. So I'm working on that. Uh, Yeah. So that's it. Let's hit them with the plugs and get out of here. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads and you can get all four of our shirt designs, as you know, the vintage logos, the purple, the black. You can get the fist logo. You can get the guns logo. And that's at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shields and Quads. Support the show. Support us. Support your favorite wrestling podcast at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. And or go to. If you don't like those shirts for whatever god-awful reason is wrong with you. You can go to collarnobobrand.com. Use our coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps. Saves you, me, Levi, Robert, whatever that dude's name was. Everybody in the club that's getting tipsy. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> Will Smith uses it, I heard. Al Snow. Joey Tribbiani. Joey Tribbiani. Jennifer Aniston uses it. Shanae Michelle Lamont, McCool. Michelle McCool. Uh, Mark Tony Garuth, Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, Tony Mark Atlas, <laughs> Nikki Bella. Um, uh, let's see, Yushiro uh, Takahashi, <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger uses our code. Yep, Justin Thunder Liger does too. <laughs> uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Um, yeah, yeah, they all do. <laughs> Prince all Iakea. Pretty much, pretty much everybody uses that coupon code. So, Wee-wee. Wee-wee. Uh, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, Rodzilla, <laughs> Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, David Letterman, Conan, Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa. John yep. Rambo. Anyways, go to Carnival Brand. Nelson Aglor. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Randall Cunningham. Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr. the third. <laughs> Kyle Bush. Kurt Bush. <laughs> Terry Labonte. <laughs> Mark Martin. Steve Jobs when he was alive. <laughs> Anyways, go to callernobobrain.com, use coupon code heels and quads and say Bill Gates <laughs> when he was alive. He is alive. Yeah, when he was alive. When he is alive, I meant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, Tana Yamaguchi. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Yamaguchi-san. Takamichi Noku. 
Steve Blackman, Val Venus, <laughs> Sean, aka Sean Morley. Well, he's really fucking high. Me. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course he does. He's the one that got us the coupon code. He's the one that got away. He keeps getting away. Sean Stasiak, please come on the show, man. Dino Bravo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dino Cesares, Burton C. Bell, Glenn Danzig. Live alone, Highway 9. Stay in the fucking land. Jerry only, Michael Gray, <laughs> Doctor Chud, <laughs> Doctor Chud, Doyle von Wolfgang Frankenstein, <laughs> uh, Al Jorgensen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Corey Randy Graves. Cabo. Corey Graves, not to be confused with Michael Graves, and I'm pretty sure that's where he got his name from. Michael Chode Cole. <laughs> He's obsolete. Robert's favorite wrestler of all time, Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> Slash Roman Reigns. Because he grew up in that territory. Jeff Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Jerry, Jarrett Jerry Jarrett's favorite chicken salad recipe. Karen Jarrett and Kurt Angle when they were together. <laughs> when she and was then, Karen Angle and then she was Karen and Angle then Jeff, and Jarrett. And then Jeff piped Ju- her down Julia and she didn't Louis want no Dreyfus. more. Dreyfus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld, Michael Richards, George Costanza, (laughs) Kramer. (laughs) Just Kramer. Just Kramer. Yeah. There's no other, no other piece. Newman slash the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Leah Remini, Doug Heffernan, aka Kevin James, (laughs) Jerry Stiller, Deacon, Ben Stiller, of course. Deacon, oh yeah, Deacon. Kelly. <laughs> I don't know their last name. <laughs> the but, neighbors yeah. from next door that was actually the dude that played Walter White. The, from the Hulk guy. Bad. The Hulk guy. Fucking uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. His wife. Gusano. <laughs> like the right, pizza place. <laughs> All right, we're done. Two guys in right. the pizza place starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, fucking right, uh, DJ Pulley D. <laughs> Ronnie, um, Sam, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. And of course, John Stamos. Yeah, anyways, and we're done. And, and Uncle Jesse. Dave Coulier. Dave <laughs> And Mary Kate and Ashley. Olsen. Olsen. Yeah, sometimes. They go to grandma's. All right. We'll talk to you guys either Sunday or Monday. Definitely Monday, April. April. Amber O'Neill. I was starting to go with Ninja Turtles next. Luke Gallows. Amber O'Neill will be on the show Monday, April 2nd. Before WrestleCon next weekend, and of course WrestleMania. That's what Linda McMahon came out to. Yep, she was a mark for herself. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Lou Frigno. Bye. Dave Couillet.
Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.